Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mass Side story. Faded Tales. Yep. Dun, Ooh. dun, dun. After Party the Second. After four episodes. After mm-hmm. four. A tradition-breaking after party, if you mm-hmm. will. Indeed. And I will. The after party that shall not be... Repeated? <laughs> <laughs> like all Yeah, after it'll parties. probably never happen again. <laughs> all I can think of is Fiddler on the Roof. Tradition. 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 So yeah, we are back once again with our uh, our second after party covering Faded Tales episodes four, five, six, and seven. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Lucky number yep, seven. It's weird. You don't like the doing of every four now or Or just the concept of seven. No, seven's the best. But oh, okay. No, I don't I don't like the pattern breaking. It's been years, literal years, and We've now been it's so like... conditioned. <laughs> Sure. Ah, the horror. (laughs) So, yeah, I suppose let's go ahead and just jump kind of back into things. We'll cover these. Uh, We've got some great emails to get to a little bit later on, so I'm uh, I'm excited for this. So, uh, kicking this off with episode number four, the inventively named Fated Tales episode four. (laughs) (laughs) Wherein our heroes finally united, had uh, exited the temple of... Anubis had uh, gathered together some basic clues there and opened up a box that unbeknownst to them initially had summoned a Shantak. <laughs> that was had amazing. found the, uh, the tuning rod of Ling. Had a Shantak friend. <laughs> yeah. Got to talk with Shantak. I think it's somewhat audi- obvious to some of our audience that we have had previous encounters with Shantaks <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, I love Shantaks. I want one as a pet. They're always so nice. I don't, we only had the one bad experience with them, really. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, at this You're point, welcome. we're 66% good, 33% bad experiences with Shantaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and this uh, this arguably a good experience with Shantak. You didn't have to okay. walk all the way to the mountain, which would have taken some time. I imagine. I'm imagining it would have taken yeah. days, if not weeks, to walk to the mountain. This one didn't fly us through outer space, though, which made me sad. Well, you know, I mean, it was still cold up there. <laughs> yep. True. Plus, Falto got to try a neat trick of just drinking wine forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Because you don't have to breathe. Mm-hmm. It's the most sacred of experiences for followers of Caden. I mean, true. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. Chug, chug, chug. <laughs> chug, 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 chug. If only had a ring that gave him, like, immunity to poison or something, and then it would kill his liver, too. <laughs> <laughs> Right, now just, it makes Balto sound like a frat boy. Just transmogrify into a dwarf for like a couple hours I while mean, he's partying. He was <laughs> a member of the Pathfinders and a follower of Caden. He definitely has frat boy memories, I'm sure. <laughs> Does he have the frat boy liver, though? That's the question. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> he's gotten soft in his somewhat middle age. <laughs> Nice. Nowhere near middle aged. But... So let's say those mid twenties, man. That's they're why I rough. said somewhat middle aged. He's hitting that like you know mid twenties where you can't party as hard as you used to when you were yeah. like first 18, middle 19. age. <laughs> the first middle age. But yep, you uh, you guys got to ride on a Shantek, uh, sometimes known as a Shantek bird, mm-hmm. which makes Aww. them seem even less intimidating. I love them. They are yeah, terrifying if you actually. They are. Do yeah, I was gonna say one, they're though. terrifying monstrosities. Yeah. We just have um, unusually good luck with interaction with them. They're just it's a true. convenient mode of transportation. Yeah. Yeah, and the Shantaks kind of fall into the, the Lovecraftian. Really, most Lovecraftian things can fall into two wide categories, which are basically his dream cycle and then everything else. In the case of Shantaks, they fall into the dream cycle, which is much more like fantasy yeah. than it is really horror. Uh, as they were introduced, I want to say in the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadoth. I think so. 
Well, and they're so. also like a knowable thing versus like one of those vague, you know, color out of space kind of unknowable horrors. They're a physical thing, even if their motivations and thought processes are unknowable. Well, but, nobody yeah. knows the thought process of a catfish either, but here we are. It's true. <laughs> like, fish are weird creatures. Man, she, she just had that ready yeah. to go with the catfish analogy, man. Well, I was going to say cats, and then I was like, well, you kind of know what cats are thinking. But then I was like, fish, and then I was halfway through saying cat when I thought of fish. Yeah, because I was saying, we came home, and I saw Sophie sitting on a chair, and I was like, she's thinking about murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah cats are pretty straightforward, I think. Fish? Who knows? They're just swimming, looking well, at it's you. one of those fun things where um, most of the things that tend to be like unknowable or unnameable or so on and so forth, you know, again, the whole idea of the high priest not to be described. It's not that he can't be described. You're just not supposed to. Mm. You never see the, the whatever the monster is or whatever that's doing him. And then when you do see it, it kind of like ruins all the horror for you. Yeah. Which is, it's the whole idea of something being unfilmable where it's, you know, really once you describe a physical, the physicality of something or even a scene where, you know, some of the best horror is when they open up a door and they look inside and then you just see them like turn around and throw up. And it's whatever's inside of there is the worst thing you can possibly imagine mm -hmm. as the viewer. But if they actually showed it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's it's a dude's head on a spike or something like that. Unless like, ah, you're oh, watching Alien or Aliens or any of those. Sure. Okay, HR Geiger is cheating, great. though. I was yeah. going to say, that's a league of his own. Yeah. Well, even Alien did a great. lot where you only saw mm. bits and pieces yes. of the Xenomorph until yeah. the very end, the big reveal. I had Xenomorph um, toys as a kid. I really liked them. But anyway, I <laughs> oh, yeah. no one here is surprised by that. I was thinking of uh, Signs. Like, especially when he's, like, going to No the, the one thinks Signs is scary except you, Rachel. There are scenes in Signs <laughs> that are scary. Like, whenever he's, like, looking under the door when the, the alien's, like, locked in the pantry and he, like, uses the knife to see it. it it's a freaky scene because you're just like, oh, God, like, what's he going to do? And then, like, when he walks out of the bushes, it yeah. it was it to, had some freaky scene. To be fair, the jump scare scene with the... Uh, him walking between at the kid's birthday party or whatever yeah. it was. Like, that was actually pretty freaky. It was, it was good. That's a creature feature right there. <laughs> creature. I seriously slept with a water bottle next to me the whole week I was there. I do that all the time anyway, but that's just because I get thirsty <laughs> in the middle of the night. Yeah, but you're not doing it because you actually think an alien's going to come get you because you're in Nebraska. I mean, I'm that usually in the camp go, of, if the alien sneaks into my room and, like, gets me while I'm sleeping, I mean, what am I going to do about that, you know? Like, oh, well, guess <laughs> I died. Obviously too powerful for me to have water. stopped anyway. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, fatalism. Uh, so, yeah, at the end of episode four, you guys had arrived at the base of the mountain, whereupon the city of Unknown Kadath resides at the pinnacle of which, however, you instead had gone into the Forgotten Sanctum. Nobody else wanted to climb the mountain. For some reason, we didn't want to climb the mountain, yeah. No. I mean, I wanted to climb the mountain. It's, it's almost well, like we've, you, we've, you know, <laughs> read some uh, some Lovecraft and know what's up. It's true. I and I've read Lovecraft, and I know what's up, and I wanted to climb the mountain. But yes. you're also the same person who thinks Nidal is a nice vacation spot. It is. <laughs> Zonkathon's just a misunderstood guy. I never said that. <laughs> so uh, You gotta think so for bad boys. Episode 5 got us into uh, actually exploring the tomb, mm. where you guys had found uh, some evidence statue. of the horrific... Uh, mm. Well, one, the horrifying statue, two, the mm. horrific... Uh, Transformations, it seems. Transformations, right. basically. Oh, yeah, the yeah. werebeast thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah so again, Narlathotep creepy. is kind of a, he's kind of a god of uh, well, a variety of different things, but including beasts. Yeah. As far as his, uh, the poems and such, the poem of Narlathotep that the uh, 
what is it like the creatures of the wild you know lick his hands and all the rest of that stuff that's in the poetry there's actually a really interesting uh parallel to that with uh lovecraft famously had a back and forth with a writer by the name of robert block famous for writing the screenplay for the movie psycho okay yeah robert block wrote a story called uh i think it's called like the lurker and the stars it's something like that i'm probably off but anyway, that basically had a Lovecraft insert that was the mad poet that wrote horrifying fiction that drove people crazy. And uh, anyway, he did that whole thing. I think he killed Lovecraft in it. And so Lovecraft, <laughs> rude. Lovecraft in response wrote The Haunter of the Dark, which was a story which had a Robert Blake in it as the primary <laughs> protagonist, which was Robert Block, who was driven insane and killed by The Haunter of the Dark. Mm-hmm. To which, after Lovecraft's death, uh, Robert Block then wrote a third part of it. That's, see, that's not fair. Lovecraft Just get the last word in. Get the last point. Hey, it might, it's not my fault he croaked. <laughs> it did have a wonderful uh, Dracula nod where there were panthers that had escaped from a zoo. And then, like, when they show up to confront the guy that's being possessed by Narlathotep, they're like, he's flanked by two awesome panthers that, like, you know, nuzzle his hands while he's carrying on conversation and evilly stroking giant cats <laughs> oh i remember that from psycho anytime anyone talks about animals licking hands i think of that like uh horror story where horror she's story where she oh, has yeah. the dog and she puts her hand down and the dog licks her hand and it makes her feel better but then it turns out that one time it's, it's not, not a, a dog. dog it's instead the killer and it's horrifying. yeah i think the killer like writes a note or something that says humans can lick too yeah. or something it's creepy written on the wall in her friend's blood yeah. or something. yeah yeah it was wild depending on which version of the story but yeah that was like mm. one of the best like scary stories to tell yeah. like a yeah. slumber party <laughs> yeah. nobody else that's probably why I never heard it before. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I was unpopular course. as a child. Anyway. Oh. Aw, Ross, we love you. Eh, thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. wow. I didn't mean it to y'all. I meant it to my childhood, but yeah. Everyone send Ross scary stories that you would have told at a slumber party. <laughs> yes, just to DM him, him, him on Discord. Record yourself with a flashlight, you know, <laughs> under your face. <laughs> This makes me think of like those celebrity things where like they'll oh read a, a short clip or whatever if you oh, pay yeah. them or whatever. <laughs> Just imagining awesome. all these like little 10 second clips of blah, blah, blah. I feel a Halloween special coming. Um, yes. That'd be cool. That'd so be yeah, fun. you guys have then descended down and uh, while none of you have been able to identify them, had fought a uh, quartet of lingles. They sucked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lingles are no fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I took them down pretty easy. Well, good yeah. for you. Up, maybe. Not, not all of us were so fortunate. <laughs> I have to say, playing an archer also, it's kind of nice to just be in the back and just go, I'm just plinking away over here. You <laughs> guys oh, have yeah. fun. It's true. Oh, yeah. Those those moments know. where you're, you're back in line and you're not getting torn apart are always mm-hmm. nice. I was pretty happy to be fighting undead, even if they were weirdo undead. Yeah. Mm. I was very worried about uh, Swirling Abyss in that one because I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, there were yeah, a couple times I'm like, Swirling Abyss and Valmir. I was like, ooh. Very much ouchies. So there was an interesting thing about the Lingles. Actually, I, I remember it cropped back up. It cropped up during that, and then uh, it kind of threw me, but it was impertinent at the time. And I made a mention during that fight to bring it up during the after party, mm. where it's something that I was unaware is a thing about Lingles. Mm. Oh. So uh, I want to take a second to read their paralysis entry. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A successful DC 22 fortitude save negates a Lingles paralysis. At the end of each round after the first, the victim can attempt a new DC 22 fortitude save to end the paralysis effect. Semicolon. Mm-hmm. Semicolon. The effect is otherwise permanent. Oh! Whoa! It lasts indefinitely until you can make the save. Yeah. Assuming that, you know, 
you can make a DC 22 fortune save. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, you're a first level commoner, you're just yeah. paralyzed forever. Yeah, well, well hopefully your friends easy. have some sort of like boosty type situation. I was gonna say, paralyzed for about five seconds before the lingual tears your throat out and eat you. But. Yeah, I mean, we'll also yeah, that. you know. If yeah. you're alone. Yeah. Also, really wasn't pertinent in that, but I do appreciate that they have a uh, 30 foot speed, burrow speed, and climb speed. <laughs> wow. Oh, neat. Yeah. Bizarre. Great. Which works great with the whole uh, Lovecraftian ghouls making warrens underneath graveyards where they mm. dig in through the mm. foot of coffins and pull the bodies out after you've buried them. Freaking ghouls, man. Mm. So. Gross. Yep. There was a cool uh, Graveyard Rats short story that was about that same similar thing, except for it was like super intelligent rats. Oh. Anyway. Mm. They weren't the rats of Nim, were they? No, no I don't believe nice. so. The rats yeah, of I, Nim I, were I, good. I know, I know. I was just being silly. When we start, when we start talking Lovecraft, I start getting my brain into all the, uh, uh, the wonderful, wonderful, weird fiction that I love. Creepy rats make me think of that plague game that I. The Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, yep. There's lots of rats. There's so many scare rats. Them away with the torches, you walk through like battlefields and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's real gross, but awesome. So from there. Uh, you guys continue down, at which point we had our two-part episode six, episode seven. The mm -hmm. episode six more or less just being the battle against the uh, possessed Samir, as well mm -hmm. as the various children of the Sphinx. And there yeah. was the, uh, the and, chosen yeah. of Narlathotep in the pit. The chosen of Narlathotep yeah. in the pit. The wiggly boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wiggly boy, yes. So yeah, mechanically... Um, I mean, again, as far as the, the horror inspirations and such, the Children's Sphinx are another Lovecraftian creation as far as these uh, mm. hybrid human Aren't they in the story animal. with Houdini? Yeah, it's the one that he uh, ghost wrote for Houdini. Hmm. <laughs> okay. That one I'm not familiar with. Yeah, Lovecraft actually ghost wrote a story for Houdini called, huh. uh, I think it was Under the Sphinx or Under the Pyramids. Yeah, and Houdini faints at one point like all of Crafting characters do and the real Houdini didn't like that because he said he wouldn't have fainted. Yeah, so he tried to get them to remove that, but apparently <laughs> they didn't and so oh. they published it with him because it was all told from Houdini's perspective like he was telling an actual story in like an Esquire-esque magazine. Uh, so <laughs> I never thought this would happen to me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Very strange. Very strange indeed. But yeah, you guys... Uh, had a fun, exciting little fight there, and then managed to defeat Samir, and then had to fight the Haunter in the Dark. Yeah, made Samir mm -hmm. invisible, then made Valmir Im invisible, which is just a great tactic. It really yeah. is. Especially yeah. for a Knife Master rogue. So much so, attack. Yeah. I actually do have a question about Robert, um, and this is probably about the only time that we can really bring it up. Mm -hmm. What was the top, like, what are the top two levels of Robert's spell list? What does he actually have? Because I'm very interested to know. Let's see, his top spells were, uh, some of these I took knowing that I really wouldn't have much of an option to uh, to use a few of them. Uh, let's see, I had Greater Invisibility and Rainbow Pattern. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just because I love pattern. Rainbow nice. Pattern. It's, it's a very nice interesting yeah. spell. Uh, but he also had like Charm Monster, uh, Haste, hmm. Slow, Crushing Despair. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Things like that. Good, wholesome stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Crushing Despair. Crushing Despair. So yeah. every millennial is probably immune to that because they already <laughs> have it. Because it they doesn't stack with the Yeah, it doesn't stack with the effects we're already. Yeah. <laughs> I also gave it to him just because it's wonderfully Lovecraftian, but hideous laughter. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. great. Uh, yes. Uh, not really pertinent in these last few episodes. I mean, but 
I'm yeah. not gonna lie. It would have been hilarious if you'd thrown a pie in the face of the Haunter of the Dark. Yes, that would have been. Or at least funny. Samir. That would have been interesting. You're like, haha, here you go. Samir <laughs> didn't live long enough to get pied. He was only That's there true. for like. It's true. I don't Honestly, really like surprisingly effective. At I, yeah. I don't really think Samir was ever there. I think he'd been dead yeah. a long time and was just a meat puppet. Yeah, Probably. there was no yeah. saving him, right? Not really. No. Uh, yeah. Again, pretty much the moment that the Haunter possessed him, any vestiges of the person that was were consumed. Ugh. So that's a rough cool. way to go. But, I mean, Segura's yeah. gonna go have a lot of therapy because at this point she like killed her dad, but it's cool. I mean, she didn't really know him. Just like a light, a light bit of therapy will probably. I mean, by therapy, it's mostly drinking in bars and like hitting on people, but like therapy. You know? I mean, Segura had a good, uh, good kind of send off and everything with her non biological father when they kind of made up following her mother's true. death and all the rest of that. So. That yeah. is true. Maybe maybe make her appreciate him a little bit more, where it's just like, you know what, we had we had a me. bunch of issues before, but you he know, never tried both to kill just me. angry people. Yeah, you never tried to kill me. <laughs> yep. Very true. You kicked me out once when I was in my rebellious teenage phase. To be fair, I slightly burned you, but <laughs> Also I, I think I ran away was actually what happened. It's true. Uh, okay. Uh yeah, and then you guys uh recaptured the Hunter of the Dark. That was crazy. Bound it into yeah. the dark trapezohedron, turning it back into the shining trapezohedron. Returned it to the cask of raw. Yep. Yeah. Uh, everyone looked at it. Uh, three of you managed to successfully resist the inoxable pull of the uh, the gem. Just the weirdest odd couple situation there. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> the two pathfinders and the creepiest one. Hey, Jean Louis and I are good one. friends. Yes, but Still? also planchette. planchette. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I was that's not my point though. Jean-Louis and I are good friends. <laughs> yes. Also ironically, like Jean-Louis is almost one of the better people to uh to have in that group. Mm. Just because the whole thing with uh, any of the Lovecraftian beings or any of these creatures is again like the Haunter of the Dark had damage reduction of fifteen slash lawful. Like oh, having God, a very lawfully organized yeah. person. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Also, yep. that wall of stone was rad. That was, yeah. that was a good move. <laughs> I I literally took the earth domain for wall of stone, and I was like, eh, maybe it'll come up. I got maybe a forty percent chance it comes up. And had like one of those moments where you like have the perfect spell for the moment, mm -hmm. and it's like, uh, mm -hmm. I was like, this is so satisfying. Like, it's always is nice why we play. Close that Sarlacc pit. But yep. even better was then Rick getting what you needed a four and you got oh, a three a two? on a two. or rolled a two on yeah. the roll. No, he rolled oh. a three. He oh, a needed three. a four. <laughs> yeah, super satisfying right there. So what happens if he gets through that wall? Does he just escape and the game's over? Is that the deal? Well, again, if he's smashed through the wall, he could attempt to continue to slide down. The I mean, feasibly, one of you could have jumped into the pit after him. Um, yeah. Into the I imagine that character's gone, but you know, I mean, I don't know more likely than not, but they might actually really like bind him in the process or something like that. It depends yeah. on the sacrifice. Because again, it's trying to get away. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you're just like, well, we banished him down to the bottom of this pit for a time, that at least slows down the haunter. Yeah. So, and then one of you would have had to stay behind forever. Well, but. and Narlathotep is weird because he has the three aspects, like, and all three of them are deities, but they're just him. So yeah. Technically, he has more than just the three aspects, but yeah, yeah there's all the weird aspects of Narlathotep. Mm. They've just set it out the three in Pathfinder, like the Hunter into the Dark, the Faceless Sphinx, and then Narlathotep himself all have different domains the Black and things Pharaoh. like that. For all you Stephen King fans out there, supposedly Randall Flagg is one of them. For anyone that's watched uh, The Stand, uh, Randall Flagg is uh, supposed to be an aspect of Narlathotep. Because again, many horror writers, particularly, I think I think Narlathotep gets around more than probably any other yeah. horror creature of Lovecraft's mm -hmm. creation. 
Which is funny. Well, yeah. Yes. Cthulhu gets all the credit, but like Neuralathotep's just in everything. Just has his grubby claws or whatever and everything's pies. Fair. That's true. Besides, even if we had managed to destroy it, Sagira's mother's soul would have been trapped in the stone forever. So that's kind of... Well, then we would have had Legend Lore the Stone. It would have been like a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, so obviously none of this would be easy. Like, I, I fully expect that, you know, and again, this is definitely not something we're going to really explore, but mm-hmm. none of this would mm-hmm. exactly be easy. It would probably be a mythic quest to actually, like, even attempt to do it. Probably, but, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I think it would be interesting, at least to try. I mean, hey, I, I'd like some mythic levels. That sounds like fun. I mean, has <laughs> got her plan. Mm-hmm. Go to the bars. Oh, yeah. Meet Caden, you know, Pass it figure on. out how he got godhood, and then and then do that. And she goes, Starstone. Oh, well, that's what he'll say, and she'll I, say, okay, I imagine where's getting that? a deity drunk enough to tell you deep, dark secrets like that is probably Do you think you difficult. have to get him drunk? He doesn't remember. Yeah. He'll just tell you. I was going to say, it's also like Caden specifically has said to, to not remember how he did well, it. Yeah, oh, you got to find Norgaber. Either yeah. way, I think Planchette just likes the yeah. idea of meeting a god. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm, I'm sure the god of secrets would love to share that with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds right up his wheelhouse. So uh, You'd probably yeah. have the best shot with Iomide. Yeah, mm. but she can't really. She doesn't really hang out down here. Yeah. Just go he to heaven. They're it's staying fine. in Osirian. Well, I meant on Galarian. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, after that, we kind of wrap things up with you guys returning back to the real world in one of my uh, my favorite type of endings. The We don't have any idea how we actually got back here ending. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Man. Were we ever really gone? Were we ever was it really a dream? Gone? Was it not a dream? Who knows? It was probably a dream. That's true. Uh, but with the stone and everyone went their own separate way. And again, uh, there's the breakout team of uh, the breakout team of the Pathfinders plus Planchette. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for you about that setup. What if we had all failed? That would be an interesting thing. Yeah. I like, what if we just all boofed it? Yeah. I'd be perfectly honest. It would probably be one of you that's the strongest will takes it because that would be the person in essence the person has the highest will save would be the person mm. most likely to be able to resist the temptation to use mm. it probably be probably Jean Louis yeah. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. probably and even then probably find someone else to consign to finding a way to guard this or protect this or shove it in the Halgen tapestry or something <laughs> yeah I was going to say that it's always the problem of there is really nowhere you can put it where it won't be found by somebody at some point somewhere it's the Jumanji you know? problem it is yeah. the Jumanji yeah. problem sure, sure. In what fact, this entire it? thing could have been considered a Jumanji story. What year is Maybe it? Maybe you all went inside of the stone. Uh, <laughs> we know it was a video game all along. <laughs> the video game version. <laughs> well, we uh, will, of course, uh, that wraps up the Fated Tales, meaning that we're going to be returning back to business as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting back to what has been going on with our doorkeepers of the Duot during this interim as they have been traveling back to the south. So, uh, yeah, you guys got that to look forward to this next week. Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm, I I will be there, but... I was going to say, which also means saying a tearful goodbye to Ross. Yeah. He goes back to the other two shows that he's on. Yes, you can still keep up with Ross in Hell's Rebels and Tyrant's Grasp. It's true. I mean, the subtitle for both of those shows is Keeping Up with Ross, so... (laughs) Is it? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I need to get a better agent. <laughs> by that I, mean, I need to get an agent. Hell's Rebels, keeping up with Ross. Yeah. So, so yeah. If you've enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this with Ross, go and check out uh, Hell's Rebels. You know, Ross is in that. Go and check out uh, Tyrant's Grasp. If you want to hear more from Ross, uh, maybe consider you know backing us to the Patreon, getting us closer to that. 
weekly Ross podcast. Oh, yeah. And also to hear him GM, Tales oh, from Darkmoon yeah. Vale, yep. as sure. uh, Ross is yeah. the GM. That's yes. true. It's true. So, uh, uh, I'm honestly just more excited to be able to listen to the doorkeepers keep up with their <laughs> stuff, though. I mean, that's going to be fun. I'm that's ready to fan. be a 12th mm-hmm. level wizard or whatever it is we are at this point, level-wise. Yeah. I love high level. It's very fun. It should mm-hmm. be exciting. Absolutely. So, same bat time, same bat channel, but different bat characters. Sure. Yes. Different bats. Yes, different bats. If you like bats, listen to Tyrant's Grass on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've plugged it three times. It's dead. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into some emails here. We do have actually one email specifically mentioning the Fated Tales. So, diving into that one first. And then we've got some other emails that are all pretty great. So our first email, email one, is from Sandra from Skywatch. Hey, Sandra. Hey, Sandra. Hello. Hello. We've replaced uh, Sandra previously. Mm-hmm. Hola. Sandra writes in and says, hello, Find the Path crew. Hello. 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 I am writing in again from Skywatch, this time with a question. Mm. Portentous. We like questions. <laughs> a question that cannot be said. Thanks for the email, Sandra. <laughs> Second email is... Uh, <laughs> Now, Sandra writes in and says, First things first, I still love your shows and am excited where the Fated Tales will take us. Hmm. Well, now you know, Sandra. Uh, (laughs) You are still one of my favorite podcasts, and some weeks are just a roller coaster of emotions. Like Mm. a few weeks ago, where I spent Monday crying my eyes out. The Requiem Mm. was just so sad. Mm. Was on the edge of my seat on Tuesday with the second fall for Citroën one day, and cried (laughs) again on Wednesday, this time because I was laughing so hard Cesare's date was just perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so another plug for our here. other shows. Yeah, I was going to say, that, yeah. was a well, that was a well done plug. Thank you, Sandra. Bonus points. Very nice. <laughs> yep. Do you want to cry? Find yeah. the path. Do you want to cry? Find the path. Do you want to feel feels? Find the path. For all of our listeners, do you want to have every week be that week? Patreon. Oh my God, Patreon. y'all. Stretch goal. We're like close. We're y'all. getting stretch goal. Less than two grand away from that goal. Like, Close. I know. Actually, it's like twelve hundred. Remember, right at now. six grand, Ross quits his job. Stretch goal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your storytelling and role playing get me invested so quickly, and I'm looking forward to every episode. Now Thank to you. my question. It is a really silly one, and maybe you yes. already talked about it. We love silly questions. In that case, just tell me to re-listen, and I'll happily do so. But, uh, but as I was re-listening to, let's just go ahead and say one of our other podcasts. Mm. With uh, especially the episodes with the tooth fairies. I was wondering something. If these nasty creatures, I hated that part about them coming from children's teeth, are afraid of cats and even baby kittens, the biggest red flag of them all, how would they react to a cat folk? And how would the cat folk react? Would the cat heart of them take over and scare the tooth fairies away? Or is there too much human? For some reason, I picture the doorkeepers resting somewhere, Sudi suddenly going crazy, and everyone wondering what the heck's going on until they hear (laughs) hear the first explosion because Sudi has played one of the tooth fairies, played with one of the tooth fairies to death like a cat with a moth. (laughs) Okay, well, as someone who does play a cat folk, first off, absolutely they're scared of the cat folk. Like, we have cat heads, panther heads, something, you know, something kind of animal head, um, which I think is probably the most, like, distinctive part of why they're afraid of it is the face and the teeth. Um, second, uh, yes, yeah, Sudi would react to it by punching them and them exploding and, you know, the little, like, you know, sound effect or whatever. Um, we just heard yeah. popping thing. sounds and we're like, what are you the doing? The glitter explosion yeah. is the best thing ever. Let's, let's, you know, talk yes. about also that for it, very nasty. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> yeah. does remind me of, um, 
there is a skull in Halo that you can turn on to make the grunts when you headshot them. They make an exploding sound and like glitter comes out of them and stuff. So. <laughs> huh. And they Didn't go, yeah. Well, there you go. We say yes, and we uh, say yeah. Boots. I imagine there's an instinct there. Oh, if yeah. I were if I were running a game with a cat folk and tooth fairy showed up, I think I would automatically give the cat folk the benefits of a rage spell for the duration. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Oh man, I was gonna say like he gets like a plus two to all of his uh, you know attacks. I just mm-hmm. have an irrational hatred of these things. <laughs> I just yes. whenever I see them, I get so mad. Just racial. <laughs> yep. The remainder of this episode, if it's two e, you get the. Uh, the your next bonus feat. Oh, <laughs> so it's like yeah. reaction after I kill one to go your next. <laughs> God, I love that feat. Goes, oh, God. Um, beat. Sandra mm-hmm. continues to diversify which podcast that we're talking about by saying, uh, by the way, I'm also a big fan of Sabaton and to Helen back is one of yes! my favorite songs. Another it fan emerges. Octavius really well. When I, I heard know, right? this choice, I thought about a different song for the same album. Maybe it's just me, but the song Resist and Bite has a few lines that fit the Silver Ravens very well, especially the line, quote, resist and do what's right, end quote, just sums up everything they're about. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, I'll have to listen to that. I've never actually heard that band before. Sabaton, like, is amazing. Like, yeah. a great, great band, like, great, like, ro- you know, metal, like, rock uh, feels, but, like, you learn stuff with them, which is also cool because they're all based on, like, historical events and people and mm. things, so... Interesting. Cool. That's what's always dro- drove me towards uh, Blind Guardian, mm. and all Blind Guardians like tie-ins to uh, Tolkien le- lore. Oh yeah, they do love to. If you haven't heard Nightfall, Nightfall from Blind Guardian is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Sandra signs off with saying, "Stay safe and keep up the good work." And has a PS for us. P.S. I finally Googled where and what Skywatch is, and I love the history of the place. <laughs> with a bit of nice. fantasy, it even fits the city I live in near Stuttgart in Germany. In southern Germany, specifically. Cool. We have a small lake, and the city isn't built on a mountain, but the hills we have certainly feel like one sometimes, so your placement was pretty much perfect. Hey, nice. Awesome. Score one for us. There we are. Well, thank you very much, Sandra. Indeed. Our next email comes from Jeff. Jeff, No location. Hmm. No location at all. Oh, no location? location. Um, Oh, where do we put them? The moon? The moon. (laughs) I don't think we should put everyone with no location on the moon. Let's, Let's do something fun. We get a lot of Jeffs. We need to find a home for the Jeffs. Uh, what about Kasai? It's the capital of uh, Minkai. Sure. We never Love put it. anyone over in the Tinsha region. We need more regions. Japanese listeners. Sounds we need good. more Japanese we listeners. We do. We actually have a decent number of uh, listeners as far as downloads and everything from uh, mm. Japan. Mm. But hmm. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, we sure. need, if, if you're, if you're in Japan, feel free listeners. to write to us. Yeah. And we'll put you Or anywhere, honestly. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're from anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere yeah. in the world. Uh. So let's just say Jeff from Kasai writes in and says, Hey guys, just started listening a week ago. Wow. Oh no. going to be a long time <laughs> how, till how you hear this. How many episodes are you going to brag bit. about listening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just started listening a week ago, slowly after seeing you recommended somewhere on the internet. Mm. I now just finished book one and I'm now completely obsessed. Wow. Sweet. Love Sorry. pretty one much one everything week, about the podcast so far. Thank wow. you. Also, that's, cool. that's 30 episodes in a yeah, week. 30 yeah. episodes in seven days is insane. Must have a job where you can like listen to stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a really nightmarish commute. Ooh. I have to listen on like yeah. 1.25 or 1.5 speed too. That's true. Then we sound kind of like chipmunks. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, I kind of sound like a chipmunk anyway. Nah. <laughs> so just went over to your website to check it out and see what was there. Saw the character sheets for level. 
and had to tell you how much I appreciate that. Love to see the details of the characters and appreciate the hidden spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jess is the one that uh, that hounds everyone about getting her the character <laughs> mm-hmm. sheets whenever they level up. Yep, you know, saying if you're if you're in book one, I don't think I've used my black cat ability yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jordan! Find out that I have that and haven't used it. Funny, yeah. funny anecdote: the podcast did buy everyone uh, scanners. scanners so that they could send the character sheets to Jessica without all the issues of putting character sheets. Well, up. you'll notice that we are missing some levels, and that's because those are levels where I did not ever get the sheets all together because my hounding was not intense enough. Yeah. Yep. Need to be more like those hounds of Tindalos. I know. <laughs> oh, no. Need to come no. out of corners and force people. Yes. I do Jessica just showing up in the corner of my room, okay? Where's your sheet, Ross? I Ross give it to you first, best. usually. He does. Look, Ross is the best Jess at giving appears sheets. out of a corner in my room, my first question is, teach me to do that. Because that's awesome. Right? <laughs> Teleportation is real, Shorten y'all. Shorten your commute one corner at a time. Jeff signs off with, can't wait to keep listening. Right. Oh, thank you, thank Jeff. you, Jeff. We look forward you. to, uh, you know, a couple months from now, whenever you'll actually hear this. I don't know. If he's doing 30 episodes a week, he might already be caught up. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And if that's the case, Jeff, there's uh, nearly 60 episodes on our Patreon and at least another, like... <laughs> Y'all are pushing that real hard we're, we're today. Really this hard. man is hungry Stretch for goals. content. We gotta, we gotta open the floodgates. <laughs> we reach our next stretch goal, Ross. we will plug twice as much. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a stretch goal where we stop plugging. Um, <laughs> you want us to stop plugging? It's the it's the five million dollar tier. Oh I like that God. there's like the premium version of removing ads from games, and we have the we'll stop plugging our other podcasts. Hey, somebody really wanted us to do that new Alkenstar AP as a stretch goal, and I was like, that's a far way away the stretch goal because we've got like two other stretch goals before we can even yeah. get to a third stretch goal. Even though yeah. I really like to play that, I would love to be a cowboy. I kind of already am. It's very fun. Email number three comes from Matthew, aka Sith Drummer. Oh, oh nice. hey, Matthew, from up in Denton, Texas. Oh, hey, that's not far. Is Sith Drummer who we ran into at yeah. Scarborough? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we ran, ran into Matthew into at uh, Scarborough, uh, the Very Scarborough cool. Renaissance Festival here in Dallas. What up, Matthew? Hey, Matt. <laughs> I, I will point out that he says, uh, I don't recall offhand if you specifically placed Dallas as Alcatstar, but if so, Dongan Hold is probably a good spot to identify Denton with. Very oh, good. Okay. All right, Dongan Hold it is then. Dongan Hold. That's pretty good. A fellow I dwarf lover. I want Dallas lover. to be Star, so I, I believe this. I, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> it's not nearly enough manufacturing. <laughs> Matthew writes in and says, I finished listening to the latest After Party, 160 through 162. So it was two After Parties back. Mm-hmm. And when Rick was talking about the Clark Ashton Smith story with the little white half snake people living in the Scottish Highlands, it sounded a bit familiar to me. Although I don't believe I've read Smith before, Robert E. Howard's short story Worms of the Earth makes reference to a group of half-human, half-serpent hybrids living underground. Brand McMore, King of the Picts, learns that his predecessors banished them in the centuries or millennia ago, leading to reptilian mutations and general societal degradation. And given Mm. that the Picts were essentially predecessors of the Scots, I wonder if this is what you were thinking of. Oh. So uh, I have read uh, Worms of the Earth, and that's actually a very good story. Hmm. And Clark Ashton Smith and Robert E. Howard were actually part of the same Lovecraft circle, tying it all back into what we're working Um. on right here. Uh, However, that was not actually the case. The story I was thinking of was uh, People of the Dark. Although you are correct, it was not a Clark Ashton Smith, it was a Robert E. Howard, so you are on the right track there. Uh, People of the Dark was the uh, the Conan the Barbarian story where a guy in the modern day gets a concussion and suddenly gets a flashback to his previous life where he was Conan and Uh then goes through uh, killing some snake people. 
Hmm. Content warning, the story does include attempted rape as well as suicide. So, uh, yeah, just be I mean, aware of that. Typical Conan. <laughs> well, and unfortunately, Robert E. Howard struggled with uh, mental illness for most of his uh, shockingly very short life. I believe he committed suicide in his 30s. So, oh, yeah. So after I bring everything down there, it actually is an interesting short story, as well as any of the Brian McMorn stuff, which is actually very fun. So if uh, if you like your weird fiction with a much more of a, uh, a sword and sandal kind of vibe or much more pulpy experience, uh, Clark Ashton Smith and Robert E. Howard, good ways to go. Yeah. Uh, Matthew goes on to say, of course, the Cthulhu Mythos crew, Lovecraft, Smith, Howard and others borrowed concepts freely from one another. So I would assume that there are plenty more connections than this one, but I figured I'd bring it up all the same. Thanks for all you do. As always, looking forward to hearing your continued adventures. Yay. Well, hey, yeah. appreciate it, Thank Matthew. You. Thank you. Yep. Get into all the weird monsters. I know, right? <laughs> in fact, yeah, I think yeah. the worms of the earth kind of tie back into the bowls and the, uh, what are those giant mind control, uh, worms? I think they're involved in stuff in like Galt and all the rest of that. Uh, the no philosopher idea. worms? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I was going to say, that's sure a new what one. About there. No, yeah, they're, they're basically, they're like challenge rating 20 something Jeez. giant mind control war. They're kind of Galarian's answer to Ithlids. Mm, okay. But not I the Illithids, which are giant worm things that mm. are also psychic. Yeah. Lots of psychic worms. Well, yeah, if you're a worm, you got to be psychic. I mean, <laughs> that's true. You don't have that's arms to move stuff. Just a standard so, yeah. issue thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just take Obviously. over people. I like to think that they're all like the worms that Fry gets from that sandwich at a truck stop. Oh, oh yeah. God. The egg sandwich. <laughs> super smart. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, that was such a good episode. Yeah. Um, We're in the ear canal. What? <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to email number four. Ooh, four emails. Going wow. for four. Yeah. Well, fortunately, Jeff kept it short and sweet by just uh, telling us how much he appreciated us. Cool. <laughs> Email number four is from Jared, Paladin of Ragthiel. Oh, uh, wow. From Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oh, Oshkosh, hi, Jared. Oshkosh. Rare to see a Paladin okay, wait. of Ragthiel. Interesting. Yeah. Imperial yeah. Lords are neat, but also you're going to give us Wisconsin, like after telling <laughs> us you're a Paladin of Ragathiel? What is that? I mean... All right, he's got to be know. from somewhere else. When the when the cheese heads lose, you get kind of angry <laughs> yeah. and uh, you start smiting. Somewhere <laughs> with cheese, um, which is pretty much everywhere. Also, Oshkosh. Mm. Which always, I just want to say Bagosh. Oh, yeah. I know Oshkosh Bagosh. But I was resisting the same thing. Yes, <laughs> I did not resist. That was the first thing I said. <laughs> I'm okay. Somewhere the farmland, rolling hills, maybe lake. Sounds Andoran adjacent. Yeah. Uh, or Taldor, isn't there a lake there? There's nothing there? more American than Wisconsin cheese. And overalls for small children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a, a quick look into Ragthiel does bring up that I have a small but old cult uh, in Magnamar, the city oh, known Magnemar. for its many That's mystery fun. cults. Magnamar would be good. Magnamar. To Magnamar with you. Yes. Magnamar yep. has a like a big thing yeah, with uh, Magnamar lords. Mm. There we go. Magnamar. Hey, love mm. it. All right. Stay, don't don't go to Sandpoint. Bad things happen there. Mm. Yeah. Well, we can assume that he's responsible for stopping some things. Yeah, of course. And also, you know, he's uh, he's all over the battle against the forces of hell. So uh, maybe this should have been mm, a, uh, a Hell's Rebels read. But there's a reason why I included this in uh, in this one. Okay. I have recently found your podcast Yay. and have been extremely pleased with both the quality as well as the pace of play. Oh. I have taken several of your ideas and brought them into my own game sessions. Cool. cool. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Nice. 
The quirky nature of your group and the friendly way that you all tease and play off each other makes it feel like I am truly sitting at the table with friends. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like I being described that. as quirky. That's I was going to say, yeah. quirky is definitely a compliment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes on to, that's the reason why I included this in. Your take on Abadar is understandable, completely <laughs> hilarious, and at times over the top. But I like with any Abadar. good gaming group, <laughs> it seems like there are some inside jokes or event that we as the listeners are not aware of. <laughs> mm, so yes. Okay, I think the event for me was from uh, Frick. Frickle, frackle. Um, Crimson yes, Throne? Yes. Curse of the Crimson yeah, Throne yeah, with the all one the that I was people. just done. Yes. <laughs> well, it, it just, it always brings up an interesting thing with deific servants because you are in many ways, like, that power isn't actually yours. Like, um, yep, yeah. you know, like Jean-Louis, for example, like his power isn't his. If, if Abadar decided on a whim, I mean, Abadar wouldn't, but if he did, he'd just be like, Jean-Louis, you're not a priest anymore. And Jean-Louis is just yep. a crappy fighter. Um... It's true. Yeah, that's really not why much you don't go do to cleric church for Abadar. So, like, yeah. so, like in John <laughs> Luis's case, school. he's more or less like the he's the guy working the counter at McDonald's, mm, and yeah. like somebody comes in and goes, like, I'm super hungry. Can you give me a sandwich? Well, can you pay for the sandwich? No, I can't because my boss will fire me, mm. and yeah, then I won't be able much. to work this counter anymore. <laughs> Well, that's why, like, I went through the whole thing. I don't, I don't know if I made it in the episode of being like, so are you guys part of the adventuring group? In which case we can mm-hmm. have the free bad. healing. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I'm not trying to say that Abadar is, like, necessarily justified in doing it, but that is definitely no. how it works for priests. Well, yeah. it's because it yeah, also that. makes sense for Abadar being a lawful neutral deity. He doesn't mm. care about good. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So And that's therefore, that's why we don't like him. Therefore, Heather can't stand him and makes bad Abadar jokes anytime one lawful of his neutral is shows a hard up. alignment for me. Like evil is sometimes easier. There's something about lawful neutral that really like rubs my like rubs me wrong. I don't know. Yep, mm. Starfighter campaign where everyone plays members of Abadar Core. Patreon oh. special. Only if it's an evil one. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to play Stardew Valley where you go with the corporation <laughs> and, I, Core. and I was oh, like, I Jojo can't. I can't do it's it. Impossible. I can't. It's impossible. Yeah. I can't worship Avatar in Stardew Valley. I'm never, I'm never going to get a platinum in that game. <laughs> I do occasionally think about playing a cleric of Avatar or something just to troll Heather because it, fa- it seems really funny to me. But now Jordan's done that. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Trolling aside, I did also want to do a, a chance of like, Look, Avatar can be okay if you just play it a yeah. little, you know, a little different. But as long as you're uh, not yes, a I was also a child who needs medical care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We didn't get into any iffy situations yeah. where it's like, well, I cannot heal you. Do you have two gold? Mm, sorry. Are you no part dice. of the adventuring crew, three year old? Would you like to join our adventuring crew of eight? <laughs> I know we are like two parties at this point, but why not? I have this baby Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to ready in an action every turn to reload my crossbow. <laughs> Your manual dexterity, it needs Quick, improvement. Hold my spell component pouch open. Uh, anyway. Here. Oh, God. Before we left, you know, John Luis handed everybody the equivalency of the CVS receipt. So <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's overly long. There's like a survey link for you to like, you know, send a letter How to this address. Oh yeah, You're no, I've got, uh, I've got a uh, an account with his uh, with his service actually. So I'm actually at the five percent discount. Actually, I've got the discount, discount card. Can yeah. you get points? that for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pulls out the abacus and starts like doing yeah. the math for a. And, and Isaac's case, it just uh, it auto deducts from his HSA. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. I got that Pathfinder set up Pathfinder does give everyone an yeah. HSA. Pathfinder would have an HSA. <laughs> I mean, um, Planchette was, uh, you know, she was part of the Faded, so I'm pretty sure she probably looked at him trying to hand her an invoice, and she's like, unless you want me to stab you for every single time you're wanting to do this, you should write this off. <laughs> to be fair, I have no idea how many times I actually healed Planchette. <laughs> I don't, I don't, think I don't you know did if Planchette got hit. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I don't think I, she got hit and I had to do anything. Um, mm. Anyway, Jared, our paladin of the General of Vengeance, goes on to mm-hmm. say. He gets it. As a GM myself, still learning after years of trial and error and only listening to podcasts, I often feel like I don't measure up to production GMs. Not positive mm. what that means. Uh, Professionals like yourself. Yeah, like people yeah. who do it for a show. I, I guess. guess production level GMs. Like Matt Mercer types. Mm. And couldn't put my finger on what made me such a weak GM. In parentheses, my players like my style, but I wanted to add more depth and realism. In parentheses. After listening to one of the after parties, a GM who will remain nameless gave a few pointers that were both practical and easy to do with just a little extra thought and time on my part. Those simple, I wonder who that was. It was probably an armor. (laughs) The simple ideas were handing out of responsibility to the players for XP, day tracking, the med pack, to name a few from the group. The unnamed GM mentions how to describe a scene in which the players find themselves, give them sensory details that they can at least try to pretend to see, smell, feel, feel, and hear. These are very simple ways of getting the players into the game. I am no longer afraid to let the roleplay happen and am constantly trying to flesh out NPCs with one or two details that may make them more than just a room filler. Aw, good. Hey, nice. Like any skill, game mastering is is something that just takes time and trial. Yeah, Yeah. just got to keep at it. Practice, practice. Uh, I've already noticed the difference in our games and I'm excited by the change at our table. Best of luck to you, Grave Robbers. I can't wait to finish catching up to see how you do. <laughs> we were sanctioned. We, we were sanctioned. sanctioned. Uh, I archaeologists. Think they, I think Faded Tales is who we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Faded right. Tales are absolutely Grave Robbers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, All the way around. I mean. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jared signs off with, may you find shelter in his wings. Such a paladin. Well, thank you, Jared. Nice. Super paladin, paladin sign off. Love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, I'm glad, like, one of the things that I always appreciate about doing these after parties is it does give us a chance to just directly address everyone listening. And yeah. I'm I'm always happy to hear that we have either uh, helped people with how they run their games or inspired people to take the dive into Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a game that we all obviously love <laughs> and love to hear anyone else uh, embarking and enjoying. Uh, Jess, do you want to plug the Discord here? I was just thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) More plugs. Speaking of joining the Pathfinder community, um, we have a Discord. And our Discord is actually, as of a couple months ago, an official Pathfinder Society Lodge. So you can do uh, join events like game day, which I think is happening um, currently. Um, Or you can just find groups of people to play, APs, whatever game. I think there's even Mm -hmm. some Call of Cthulhu happening on there. Yeah, there there is uh, non-Pathfinder stuff that happens, Mm -hmm. too, if you're curious. So, uh, yeah, if you head over to our website, find-path.com, there should be a button with the little Discord fella that'll take you to the Discord. Top right-hand corner. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It's fun. Join us. Join us. Just our adventure captain. Uh, Is Deneve. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good he guy. was um, he was already a venture captain or whatever for his region in Mexico, 
Um, but then with COVID and stuff, that kind of fell apart. And so we essentially mm. just yoinked him over uh, <laughs> into Yoink. our Discord. So it's good stuff. Well, awesome. Uh, so we are, of course, running a little bit long with this one since we are covering uh, four total episodes there. And we had True. some uh, great emails. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be getting back to our casting of the deities once we return back to our... We're on legendary people now. Yeah, well, on legendary people in the case of uh, of the continued adventures over in Mummy's Mask. Yeah. So, yeah. I just want to let you all know, I actually do vote in those polls. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I Everybody do Everybody vote in the polls. Yeah. Your if I feel really votes. strongly, I'll go in there and I'll vote. Yeah, I, mean, I, I figure like there's no problem. No with wonder me I never cause... win. I don't ever vote in those. <laughs> <laughs> it's only when there's like one that I really, really strongly think. Mm. There you I, go. Yeah, usually if if Jess and I are on the same page, I'm like, yeah, we got we got to make that one win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose we should leave things off there then. So thank you for indulging us in this uh, exciting side story. And uh, please join us again for the return of the doorkeepers plus sugar and armor as they continue <laughs> to make their way south into In the slave trenches of Hockatep. In, In an all-terrain boat. boat. All-terrain boat, boat, really, one might say. Yes. It's so yeah. cool. <laughs> Love it. And until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye. 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 Good luck out there. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.